Greetings and welcome to Shnaim Mikra, the wonderful podcasting series hosted by the Orthodox Union, uh, hosted at OU.org, sponsored by the Orthodox Union, in which we investigate in each podcast a uh, subsequent aliyah of this week's parasha. This week we are reading Parashat Kitisa. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom, and it's my pleasure to be studying with you. Today we will be studying the fourth aliyah. Uh, which begins in uh, Perak Lamed Gimel Pasuk Yod Zion, and goes to the end of the Perak. It's uh, five short psukim. Um, sorry, seven short psukim. Um, and this is after Moshe has made his very powerful uh, request, almost demand, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not only that he maintain his Shekhinah with Bnei Yisrael, uh, but also that he that he make manifest his uh, selection of Bnei Yisrael as his nation by having a commitment that that Shekhinah will never rest with the other nations. So he says, I'm also acceded to this. Not only have I forgiven the people, but I've acceded to this. Why? Because of the exact argument that you gave. And I have recognized you, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, what that means. And I have recognized you by name, meaning I have singled you out um, as a special person. And so therefore, the two arguments that Moshe presented, and how happy could a student be, uh, happier possibly than, than, a, than a scenario like this, than when his master responds to him, not only accedes to what he requests, but specifically mentions that the two arguments brought by the student are the reason that the master is acceding. Vayomar. So then Moshe takes it to the next level. I want to see your glory. Now, you have to remember, we don't know what any of these things mean. But we did get a record earlier on in this parasha that Hashem speaks to Moshe, just like a man speaks to his friend, face to face. Whatever that may mean, Moshe evidently is asking for something greater. Let me see your glory. What's Hashem's answer? It's not so clear that Hashem says no. I'm going to make all of my greatness pass in front of you. Again, whatever that may mean. These are mystical ideas. And I'm going to call out in the name of Hashem in front of you. Meaning, I'm going to pass in front of you, and I'm going to evoke my own name. Now, Shem Hashem we generally regard as being a name of Rachamim, of compassion. And that's what this entire scene is about. Evoking Hashem's compassion from Israel. But when that happens, and here's where the limitations come, I will grant pardon or grace to the one that I will grant grace to, and I will have compassion for the one I'm going to have compassion to. Meaning, I am going to pass in front of you, I will declare an amnesty or forgiveness to whoever I do. Meaning, you're not going to be privy to the decision, and, um, and which is what Moshe seems to be asking. Now, a strange thing happens. Hashem then says, you won't be able to see my face. But what's stranger is Vayomer. Because Hashem is speaking. Why add Vayomer? And it comes up again. Why is that? Because no man can see me and live. Now, there's two ways to read that that end up being the same thing. Either, if any man would see me, he would die, because seeing me is too powerful an experience. Or, no man can see me while he's alive, because while he's alive, he's limited in his capacity and cannot perceive my greatness. 
Either way, it becomes the same thing. Moshe won't be able to see Hashem on the level that Moshe is asking for, which is beyond whatever existed before, panim al panim. So then, there's a place here, you stand on the rock, but when I pass, when I do this passing in front of you with my greatness to forgive, I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock. I'm going to put my hand over you until I pass, meaning I'm going to cover up the rock so that you won't even be able to see a glimmer of my passing. And then I will take my hand off, whatever that may mean, and you will see my back. So clearly we're dealing with concepts that are beyond a simple, straightforward reading, and there's a lot of anthropomorphism in this Aliyah. What Moshe was asking, this one he was not granted. In other words, Moshe was asking, I want to see your glory. And Hashem said, nobody could see that and live. And I'm going to be manifesting, uh, I'm going to be, um, going to be, uh, generating that glory right now in order to forgive the people. And so you will be able to stand, and just before I pass, I'm going to cover you up, so you won't be, you'll be inside of a cleft of a rock, and I'll cover that cleft so there won't be any light. And when I remove it, you will see the after glimmer, the back. Chazal famously say, means Shalrosh that Moshe saw the back of Hashem, meaning Hashem, Moshe saw the knot of Hashem's tefillin on the back. What does it mean? That what does this notion mean that Hashem wears tefillin and that there's a kesher shel tefillin, etc.? A very very difficult concept, one way beyond the context of this form. However. Uh, I want to just address one particular thing, which is Vayomer, Vayomer, Vayomer. If you take a look at um, every one of the psukim here, until the last two, every one of them begins with the word Vayomer or Vayomar. And that makes sense because it's a dialogue. Pasuk Yod Zayin is Hashem speaking. Pasuk Yod Chet is Moshe responding. Pasuk Yod Tet is Hashem speaking. But Pasuk Chaf is Hashem speaking. Pasuk, as like the rest of it is Hashem speaking. Why is there a need for another Vayomer in Chaf or Chafalaf? And this is something that appears throughout Tanakh in interesting contexts. It, it appears, for instance, in the Yosef dialogue with his brothers. It appears, for instance, in the dialogue between B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvain and Moshe in Bami Barlam and Bet. In all sorts of places in which a, a person is speaking, and then they speak again, they continue speaking, and there's another Vayomer. It happens when David and Shaul are speaking to each other about going out, David going out to fight Goliath. And um, one of the common explanations, I believe Mayor Shiloh wrote an article about this a number of years ago in Sefer Korengreen, uh, in which he assembled all of the examples and gave several explanations to them. And one which seems to work in many cases is, that when person A or party A is speaking and they, they pause waiting for a response and they don't get a response and they speak again, there's another Vayomer. So what happens here? In Pasuk uh, Yod Tet, Hashem says, I am going to forgive the ones that I forgive, essentially. Then Hashem says, you won't be able to see my face. What What is that? And so it, it could be that at this point we're going to pause it in what Chazal put into this dialogue, that Hashem says, I'm going to forgive the ones that I forgive, and I'm going to have compassion on the ones I have compassion on. And Moshe at that point says, explain, explain the system to me. Or in Chazal's, Chazal's words, which are echoing all of the book of Eov, 
why are there righteous people who suffer and why are there evil people who are successful? But to put it simply in these words, why are you forgiving some and not forgiving others? Why, how are you deciding? What's the, the litmus test by which you, by, by which you forgive? And so Hashem's answer is, You can't see that straight on. And then we take the second interpretation, no man living can understand it, which of course is ultimately the answer to Eov. That's the answer at the end of the book of Job. Chapters 38, 39, 40, 40, 41, the beginning of 42. Which Hashem appears and says, you don't get it. You're not going to get it. You're not able to get it. No person can understand the way Hashem works. So, at that point, Vayomer Hashem, and and at that point Hashem then offers Moshe, though, shall we say, a, uh, a side view. Nobody could sit on the 50-yard line. Nobody can have front, uh, front row seats on this. But you can be on the side of the stage. In other words, he says, but I am going to offer you the following. So it's possible at that point Moshe then said something else to Hashem and said, but I want to understand something of what you do, whatever you could tell me. So he says, okay, that I'll grant you. Because otherwise this offer to put Moshe in the cleft of the rock comes out of nowhere. Moshe never asked for that. Hashem said to him, you can't see it, nobody could see it, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, forgive, and you're not privy to it. So at this point we have to posit that Moshe pushed a little further and said, all right, let me see whatever you can allow me to see. He said, all right. And the, and the concession is that there is this rock, go onto the rock, go, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock, I'll protect it, and you will see the back. And we have to posit that the, pat, the back, seeing Hashem's back, means you're going to get some sort of a glimmer, some sort of an understanding of how Hashem's forgiveness works in this world, but of course not a full understanding. Okay, we'll pause at this point and pick it up with a very, very famous Fifth Aliyah, Parashat Kitisa, in the next podcast. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.